You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. As entrepreneurs, you know speaking can help generate leads and help you make more money online. Well, my friend Trisha Brooke is the transformational speaker mentor for you. If you want to shift from being a good speaker to a great speaker, there is someone I know who can guarantee your success. I've known Trisha for years and she's one of the best in the business. She's literally supported thousands of thought leaders in becoming top speakers and influential voices. Speaking is how you become the authority in your field. When you have the tools and techniques to speak effectively as a leader, your credibility skyrockets. Trisha is teaching a two-day live virtual masterclass on February the 7th and 8th for just $47. This masterclass only happens twice a year, so you need to register now so you can add speaking to your business model for 2024. Speaking is a lucrative revenue stream for many entrepreneurs, and virtual speaking is a thing too. And that's why Trisha's two-day live virtual masterclass is so important. When you have the skills to effectively communicate, your speaking career will add to the revenue streams you already have in place to make more money online. And like me, she's high integrity, no scarcity marketing, and consensual selling. Head on over to theartofthebigtalk.com forward slash MMO and start stepping onto big stages. You'll find the link in the show notes. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We're going to be talking luxury today. You know I like a little bit of luxury um, because I'm here with luxury strategist, Deep Bourgeois. I've known Deep for many, many years. We actually met when we were in the wedding industry. And as you can imagine, in the wedding industry, there is a lot of luxury. Deep has now bought her knowledge from everything she's been doing that's high end into the online business market, which is really needed because there's so many people that are offering high ticket or what's known as high ticket, um, high end in a really, in a way that doesn't sit well with me being somebody that bangs on about integrity. So welcome to the podcast, Deep. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. No worries. Let's go back to the, our wedding industry days. Mm. Because obviously we worked for very different clients. I was somebody that worked for people who were low to mid budget. So, you know, the, the kind of five to 20,000 pounds, which in the wedding industry now would be very low budget. And I really helped them have a sort of anti-wedding. Whereas I met Deep at a, some kind of do. It was like, it was like a, it was the London luxury wedding collective event. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting next to Deep and said, what do you do? And Deep did these like amazing, like really big money, luxury weddings. Over the top, more is more, never enough kind of weddings. Yeah. Well, how much were were they spending on their wedding? So on average, they were spending, the average client was between quarter of a million to half a million. And then we had some really big spenders who were three quarters of a million to million pound plus, which was my biggest wedding ever. 1.2 was the biggest event. 1.2 million. It's insane, isn't it? I think about it all the time. And at the time, it feels really normal because you're just, you're in that environment. You're surrounded by all of that all of that money, all of that wealth, all of those types of clients. So it feels really normal because actually it's relative to their income and their wealth. So for them, if you're worth, I don't know, 50, 60 million, and you're spending a million on a wedding, that's okay. That's in line with your your 
your income. And so it's not over the top for the people that are in it. But now it's been a bit of time since I've been out of the wedding industry. And I just look back and think, my goodness, how was that so normal? But it is. And what's really weird about it, because obviously I come from a very, very humble background. And now there are times when I am around multi multi millionaires like mm. big money i i seem small fry compared to these people <laughs> and what's interesting about it is that when you're not in these circles you don't realize how much money there is out there and mm. then when you meet when you are in these circles they introduce you to other people and all of them have like millions and millions of pounds kind of sitting there and there's a lot of them and yet we're thinking there's you know millionaire to me especially multi-millionaire like 10 million, 50 million, 100 million, used to seem like a figure that was in movies. It wasn't real. And now I know quite literally hundreds of people that make that amount of money. There's a lot of money out there. And I think that's really important to remember, especially if you're running a business where you are looking at all of this chat about the cost of living crisis and people saying people aren't buying anymore and all of this panic. You really need to settle in and realize how much money there is out there. And it's one of those things that when you get into that world, it's almost never ending the amount of wealth that is there. And it opens up your eyes, it opens up your mind and your thinking to how else you can make money, how else you can grow your business and how you actually don't need to worry about whether people have money or not. I always say whether people have money or not is none of your business. Mm. That's not your business. And I think think that's so right. It completely changed my mindset when I kind of went into that world and saw that actually there was money out there because I was like quibbling over whether I should charge somebody an extra thousand pounds on their wedding day. It would would keep Mm. me up at night. And then the thing is, if you did that, if if you don't charge enough, you will put off the person. So you wondering about the thousand pounds, actually what you need to be thinking of, is it too little? Should I be putting on an extra 5K? And that was right. That happened. Yeah. Somebody actually told me that they they loved my website, but they didn't think I was in their, their marketplace because I wasn't charging enough. And that was like, okay. So it can work <laughs> both ways. You can scare off your ideal client by not charging enough. And that's definitely right in this in the industry I'm in now, the industry we're both in now, I've had masterminds where I've charged 20,000. You know, that's how much my mastermind is. I think that's reasonable for what I do. And people have said to me, oh, I wanted to come into your mastermind, but then I saw the price and thought it wouldn't have the right people in. Mm, because it can it can repel as much as yeah, it, it attracts did. people. <laughs> and people can look at it. And there is this... Um, there is a correlation between people thinking quality versus how much something costs. So if you are not charging enough, the first question that goes in their mind is, is this going to be good enough? Or maybe this person doesn't know and clearly they don't understand. So if I'm charging 35,000 to plan your wedding and someone else comes along with a 5k quote, what do you think the person who's holding both proposals is going to think? 5k, they don't know what they're doing. 35k, this person is going to do a lot. And we always did do a lot. And even in the coaching business, we do a lot. We give a lot, but that's expected when you're paying that amount. Let's talk about that giving a lot. So there's a lot of coaches out there teaching high ticket, as they call it. And they their basic premise is to just add a zero onto the mm. end of whatever they're charging, call it high ticket or VIP and do the exact same thing. And I've seen this so many times. Um, and I, I'm kind of like, people say, well, if people are willing to pay for it, but there has to be some kind of ethics around this, right? 
There has to be. There has to be a real marker as to what you're actually providing. If you're saying something is high ticket, it has to be high ticket and it has to be a high end experience. It can't just be add another zero on the end, call it VIP. Say it's one of my pet hates in the wedding industry was when people would say, oh, bespoke this and bespoke that and luxury. This. You don't have to say those things to be it. You just have to be it. And if you carry on down that mode of just putting another zero on the end and not actually giving the experience, people will find out. And that is very short-term thinking. So you have to actually look at the entire customer journey and realize that there's so many different points in that journey that you have to step up if you are going to be charging people more money. And it doesn't have to mean that you throw money at the actual experience, although there is an element of that as well. But look at the quality of what you're providing. Look at the time that you're giving. If you're bringing in other people to help you look at the quality of those people as well what do they walk away with on top of that what is their ROI off of what you're getting yeah and the ROI is really important isn't it because we often talk about not you know we don't talk about ROI in this industry but if you're doing high ticket I think there has to be an ROI there must be because let's say your your master the first time I came into one of your masterminds the first one I think it was seven or nine k at that time I, within six months, made 70,000 off of what you taught me in that mastermind. That is gold. That is a huge ROI. This is why I never hesitate to spend money with you. I'll spend money with you over and over and over again because I know I'm going to make my money back and then some and continue that. So if you are providing something which you're saying is going to give you that great ROI, you've got to make sure that one, you back it up. Mm. You've got other people who have done that. So you have to grow your trust with people via social proof, but you also have to have the authority. So stamping yourself as someone who is an expert in their field, an authority in what they do and has all the know-how all feeds into one, how people feel about you, two, what you're going to provide to them, and three, how much of this you're going to sell. So if somebody comes to you and they're like, because you now help people to craft high ticket experiences um, and offers. So if someone comes to you and is like, so I have a £3,000 package, let's say, and I help people to start a podcast, for instance, but I want to do high ticket. What, what, where do you start with that? The first thing you've got to do is take out, uh, take apart everything. What is actually in this package that you're currently providing? What are you doing? And then we, like I said, the customer journey map, because that's crucial. What is the journey you're taking them on? What is the ROI? And then we have to dive into every single point and drill down. We've got to drill down like three, four, five, six times as to what they are going to be getting within that particular customer journey point and that marker. We've got to talk about how you're onboarding them. How are you offboarding them? Because that's really important. And a lot of people do the onboarding. They know they've got to gift something. They've got to make sure that they have like a welcome sequence or we have a good chat on Zoom before things start. But how are you offboarding people? It's probably more important. So my degree is in psychology. And one of the things that's always stayed with me is the primacy and recency effect. How something starts and how it ended defines how you feel about that experience. That means that things maybe will go wrong in the middle. I mean, in business, it always goes a little bit here, a little bit there. You've got to bring it back. And it's how you actually approach when things go wrong. It's really important. You've got to start it right. And you've got to end it right. If you want people to report that they had a great experience with you. So we have to look at all of those elements. And on top of that, we need to talk about delightful surprises. You have to surprise your clients. You cannot keep everything 
as what they've expected. One of my favorite things, right? Do you have you ever had like a mindful chef box or yeah. um, gusto? Right. So whenever you get those boxes, you know what you're getting inside that box, right? You know you're getting those five bags, all your ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. You got the recipe card. You know you're paying for that. And so you look forward to that. But the thing that gets more people excited about those boxes, me included, is the free thing that you don't know what it is. You don't know what's coming. Might be a little neon spray, might be a little vitamin gummy. It's just a promo thing that's in there. But people get more excited about that because they don't perceive that they have paid for that thing. So this yeah. is next we do a bit of that so in di we don't tell people they're getting a welcome gift we we tell them what they're getting you know they're getting the calls they're getting all of this and we kind of don't really tell people much about the welcome gift but we actually put together a welcome gift that is a you know, nearer to a thousand. Amazing. Can I just say it's amazing. (laughs) I mean, I'm the recipient of one. And when I got it, I just, my heart jumped for joy. And I thought, oh, yes. Because it's luxury. And I love the surprise of getting something that's luxury Mm. that you weren't expecting. Like that makes me, someone once said to me in a, a mastermind that they'd gone in and they'd worked with somebody and actually the thing wasn't very good, but they still rave about it because they sent them a really, really nice gift every month. And it's funny what our minds hold on mm. to. Like they remember that over the fact that actually I didn't learn anything, but well, that doesn't matter because I got this thing. <laughs> um, a nice gift. All yeah, but it does make a change because people remember how they feel, don't they? That's it. You've got to make people feel looked after. You need to make them feel appreciated. And your clients have to matter to you. Yeah. Because if they don't matter to you, what are you doing this for? If you are in a business that is client facing, people have to be top priority for you. If your clients are not happy, that has to be your number one priority. How do I make them happy? How do I get this back? And it can't come from a place of being defensive. And this is a thing that I see a lot of people make a mistake. Someone comes and says, well, I'm upset about this, or I, well, you know, this happened and I wanted X, Y, Z to be the case. You could very easily go in and say, no, we didn't do that. And that's not the case. And here's all the evidence. But what you want to do is take a beat and look at that and think, well, okay, so this person is clearly upset and they're my client. I don't want them to be upset. I don't think what they're saying is entirely the case, but I need to understand a little bit more so you ask more questions you you make them feel heard and people don't listen enough to their clients if you listen to them one they'll tell you everything you need to know to give them the best experience but then they will feel like they matter to you and they will tell everyone about you it's how I ran my business in the wedding industry we never advertised no you had an Instagram page we just never advertised we didn't do any marketing we got features but those were just ones that went viral because we had celebrity clients and we yeah. managed that. But we didn't go and do the blogs, although I was always told I should go and do the blogs and do the style shoots. And I just couldn't be bothered. <laughs> I always like the quickest route. Um, I think you and I are really similar. How, what's the quickest way to get this done? Well, I think you do that now. Like I know that you work with some pretty amazing clients now and that you're some of the people that we see out there that are coming out with high end, really good high end offers that people are loving have worked with you, but I don't see you doing a mass amount of advertising either. Because referral, this is a good thing. Like if you're going to go high end, if you're going to do high ticket and you're going to do it well, not just with lip service and adding a zero on and saying you're worth it, but actually giving people a VIP luxury experience, you will get referrals and that can run your business for you. That really can. It ran mine for 14 years. 
and it's been running this. How long have I been doing this? A three, almost four years now. Yeah. I've been doing this. It can run itself. Or you don't need to. You don't need to rely on other marketing. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. You should do other things as well. I'm yeah. not. I'd never say don't do anything. You should do other marketing. But by far, the biggest thing that you need to concentrate on is what people say about you. What is the word on the street about you? What is the whisper in the ear? Because that's what you want to be. That's the thing that. Now, if you say to me, I say I'm looking for, you know, um, I don't know, let's pick something. I'm looking for a tech VA as an example, right? And I'm trying to find one online and looking around and you say, you know, you need this person. They're amazing. You're going to love them. I've never had a problem with them. They've been incredible. If I have had a problem, they sorted it out straight away. I will stop my search there and then and go straight to that person because I trust you. And then it means I trust that person by proxy. And you yeah. said how amazing they are. That is gold. That is what everyone's aim needs to be because you're going to get, it's it's a given. It's a given that I will go with that person. And it's a given that someone will go with you if someone else that they trust says, I trust this person yeah. and they're good for you. That has to be the number one thing that you work on in your business. And yet people aren't really thinking about that. And there are definitely coaches, especially out there who more emphasis on the especially especially there are lots of other people i'm sure do this but i've seen a lot of coaches with these high-end packages that over promise actually you don't know what's in the package if we're honest about it they're just saying it's a 100k package and i'll teach you how to have a 100k package but there's nothing actually in the package you're just teaching them how to do the same thing that you do we call that a pyramid scheme yeah (laughs) so there's, (laughs) there's that going on and then because it's Overpromised when you're in there, and I've done things like this. Like I paid seventy-five thousand pounds for a very overpromised thing last year, and I went into it, and because it was overpromised and underdelivered, there's nothing more disappointing than that. Like probably if that person had said to me, like this is worth ten k, come in, and this is what you'll get, and they delivered those things, I would have been like, actually for ten k, that's really good. But because it was seen as a high-end thing, and it ended up just not being at all I now don't trust them in anything that they do you won't recommend them to anyone else you won't be a repeat client and it's it's more it's easier to sell to someone who's already been your client so it's a missed opportunity for them to not actually create something that's worthy of the price and also it's really unethical it's really unethical to charge something that is 100k 75k and then not give them an incredible incredible experience it's not okay and i see too many people doing it but maybe they don't know i mean the the really innocent part of me thinks maybe you don't know you're you're so much nicer than me maybe you don't (laughs) understand you know or maybe you're just conniving one or the other i think one of the things that you said really rang true and that was how you onboard and offboard people there was no onboarding for this Mm. and I think onboarding really sets the tone for how the experience is going to be with you like even in my lower priced courses so like one to many which is a a two thousand pound course yeah during that I do an onboarding call where it's basically a orientation of here is what you can expect and this is what's going to happen and this is what you need to do that this is the team all of those kind of things and I know most people don't do that they just go straight into the course but I want to set an expectation for people and I think a customer journey is really important like not just thinking about the sell but what happens all the way through after that right to the end the thing I probably need to work on 
that I've just learned from you is the offboarding because I don't yeah. think we think about that as much, do we? No, we just think, well, I've done my bit and they've learned and they're obviously doing really well and all of those kinds of things and that's it. But actually you've got to think about how you say goodbye to them as a client. How do you let them go? How do you talk about well, what, what happens to you next? So at the end of... Um, my mastermind that I ran last year, the last session that we have with clients, last official, I will always say bye to everyone individually and have like a little Zoom with them and make sure they're okay. But the last official session is always a future success blueprint. So what are you going to do now you leave? You walk on from here. I want to make sure that you have continued success. You're always welcome to come back to me, but let's work this out. Let's create these steps for you. So when you walk out of this door, you know what you've got to do for the next six months to a year. And that means that you have a great time afterwards as well with continued increased income, with greater clients, with more brand visibility, all of the things that matter. They love that because it means that they don't, it's not a dead end. Yeah. Like everything finishes and okay, goodbye. You're on your own now. Yeah. Which you can feel like that, it? Yeah. 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 Amazing. I love all of this. I love talking about this in the, like I never really talk about high ticket in a big way because I really don't want to be seen as one of those people that advocate for just going, you know, charge a hundred K package, uh, you know, make yourself exclusive by basically just saying you're exclusive and, and that it's hundred K, but there is a way to do high ticket ethically. And there is a way to, to do have a high level experience, um, dependent on what you're giving people. And I love that you're doing it the right way. And I love that you're doing it really well and teaching other people how to do it well, because that you're going to cause a ripple effect of how people do things, which is amazing. So if people want to come and they're thinking, do you know what? I could do a VIP version of this. I could be luxury. Where's the best place for them to come and find you? Well, come and find me on my Instagram. You can come and find me on my personal profile. You can go to my website, deepbarjwa.com. On Instagram, I'm deepbarjwa, luxury strategist. Um, I'm in a lot of different places. On Facebook as well, there's my group, the Luxury Business Lounge. What I want for people to, to understand is that I believe almost every business has got a high ticket element to it and it might be different for your clients. Now, if you're charging your, your you know, you've got diff three different levels in your business, you've got something which is a hundred pounds, 500 pounds and a thousand. That thousand is your high ticket according to your matrix in that, in that sense. So even within that, you've got things that you can do that make the experience better. There needs to be something that is different and there's different versions of luxury as well. Because what is luxury to one may not be luxury to the other, in the, but it can still cost 20000 It can still cost 30000 but one could be traditional luxury, one can be relaxed luxury. So if you're sitting there thinking, oh, it won't work for me, or I'm not luxury myself, please stop that. Don't think yeah. like that. It's always a different way. And that's what we talk about in my world and within all of the things that, that I do with my clients. So if you want to have a chat about that, come and find me, just drop into my DMs. I'm really open um, to people just messaging me and I will come back to you. Amazing. Thank you for being here deep and for giving us this wisdom. And there's definitely things that I know I could do in my business to make it a more luxurious experience. Um, and I think we all, when we think about it, can do that too. So thank you for letting us um, pick your brains on this. And thank you guys for listening. As always, um, I love that you still tune in. I love that you tell me how you're feeling about the podcast that I do. And I love the emails I receive from you. So do continue to tell me because it makes me know what episodes you like. <laughs> and then I'll bring more of that for you. But have a good week, whatever you're doing this week. And I will speak to you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online. 